Stephen C. Productions. It's, it's all about building a brand and like finding ways to do that. And I think that's the greatest challenge because public relations uses different tools to do that, whether that's like press releases, which I'm not a big fan of. I think people like journalists, they're, they're not going to read it. They have too much to do during the day. What's up? What's up? If you didn't know, you're about to learn. My name is Steven and I am your host and you're listening to Talking From Experience, episode four. Got a real good one for you today. My man Ariel Cruz was in the house and spitting some knowledge, man. This guy is going places. He recently graduated from the University of Houston, where he studied communications. And let me tell you, man, he paid attention. (laughs) If you're looking to start a business, make some new friends, or anything really that's going to require you to interact with and deal with people, there's something in this episode for you. I know I got so much out of this conversation. My first in-person guest, don't worry, I've got more of these for you. I'm really, really excited about this episode. Got me some new microphones, and it really looks like this thing's starting to catch a flow. I appreciate you so much if you've given me feedback. If you've been listening since episode one, thank you so much. You know what, you're a real trooper because I love all my guests. But one thing I do not love about remote interviews is that I am not in full control of their sound. And one can only do so much in post-production. So hey, I don't want to drag it out any longer. Let's jump right in. Man, so uh, how was that um, Fox 26 interview? It was like a last minute thing, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) So Ms. Carter just like... She, she sends an email, says, we got to get this ASAP. Um, so I start talking to Denise. She's the one that's one of the reporters. She's like, I need all of this information by tonight. And so I had to get um, the press release, all the images I could uh, get that were relevant to the company and send that out. And then the day of, I was, I was really nervous. My throat was dry um, for like the first five minutes. But thankfully, I had water. Um, but once I got into the interview process, I, st- I forgot about being on live television. I was just talking. I got, like, I got comfortable pretty quick. So you were live? Yeah, I was live um, national. <laughs> uh, national? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like local. No, dude. I, I, that's what I thought too. But uh, Fox 26 was doing um, an, um, national. Oh, wow. I actually got the... Well, I don't... I'm going to send you the link if you want it. But mm-hmm. um, they... Um, they didn't upload it right away, just like three days after. I would, man, I wouldn't see why they would do it uh, nationally if it's a local event. That's true. Um, <laughs> maybe right? people want to fly in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking, unless they want to get people. But I, I mean, I guess it's good because that way um, people might want to donate from other from other places. That is true. Yeah. Um, and then from there, um, so I have one of my friends and uh, he's like, he has a, his girlfriend works on ABC and he was telling me, Hey, if you need help for future events, I could connect you with my girlfriend. And so you could get on ABC news as well. That's really cool. Is your first uh, event that you've done after graduating? Yeah. So, I mean, I've done events at school, but I was always doing it with like a team. Um, so this event is different because I'm working with Haley, but we're at the forefront. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit more pressure, but yeah, this is the first event after graduating yeah you're the you're the face <laughs> it's a little scary not gonna <laughs> are you gonna have to host yeah so um for the because it's gonna be almost what five hours six hours so we need some sort of um some sort of program to let people know what's going on uh, every every now and then so i'll be hosting and letting people know hey, we're, this is raffle time uh this is we're gonna do the walk now this is the purpose you know just provide information and also provide uh, resources as well because I'm gonna have Miss Carter also talk so so she could explain what everything is all about mm-hmm. and some of the donors will also be talking. Yeah, the the last event they did was was pretty much like that, and the uh, other uh, PR intern also did the hosting as well. Was she uh, was she comfortable or nervous about it? She did a really good job. Um, she was she was pretty much by herself, I think, doing the whole event. Yeah, and uh, that. That turned out really, really good. So I didn't know that you could go to school for public relations. It's a thing. Um, not all schools offer it, though. Her school was really, really um, meant for it because UHD has classes, but don't they don't have like a, a specific degree for PR. It's just like general communications. 
Is that what, what you got, just communication? Yeah, communications uh, with marketing. So it's, it goes hand, hand in hand pretty well. Okay, so what kind of, uh, what kind of courses did you do? Yeah, so they, they had a lot of writing courses, of course. So um, I think one of them was called um, TechCom, which was teaching you how to write a proposal for a CEO or like for, say, a government. Say like you want to open up a specific location, you will learn how to write that proposal with all the research. Um, I, I took advanced public relations, public relations. So they did, they did offer specific courses for PR, um, courses for like deliberation. So I learned how to, a little bit on how to debate, how to, uh, how to manage um, conversations as well. So it was a lot of technic technical courses that I took. Man, that's not like something I could benefit from. I'm kind of just winging this podcasting thing and working on my uh, interview skills. But uh, I guess it's more like a on-the-job training for me, I guess. I think so. I mean, um, because there's education experience. Um, so experience for you is going to suck a little bit because you're going to have to learn as you go. But I think some people have it natural like you. So like you're you're already there. But having the education just gives you like, I guess, a structure, right? Like in your head, you're like, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. Yeah, I think that's something that um, that I need and I actually work well with is structure. But I, I don't know, like I've always gravitated towards not having structure. I think I, I like to work in a sense of uh, controlled chaos, I, I like to think. Well, what, do, what benefit do you, do you see from structure versus controlled uh, chaos? You get to, you get to learn how to handle situations quickly. So you learn how to think on your feet. I think that's something that I've, that I've always liked mm -hmm. doing. So I always like to be surprised. Um, I used to tell people back in the day, like they used to invite me out to do something. I'm like, when is it? And they're like, oh, in like a month. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in a month. <laughs> like, <laughs> like tell me like a two days before, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I guess for me, it just, it just makes sense. Although I, I do, um, I like looking at models of structure mm -hmm. and then taking some stuff. And so for me, I think what I would benefit from is not so much like a communications course, but maybe like an improv class. Mm, okay. Because yeah, I, I think, at least for me, I like to think that the communication part comes naturally. Yeah. Like once, once you get a conversation going, once, once you find a middle ground with the person... I think from there you can just, I mean, it'll, it'll take off. Yeah, I think so. Um, especially, especially when both people are very curious about a topic or um, have passion for it. I think that speaks a lot. Um, but I was going to mention, I think, I think the only thing is some people say, uh, anybody you bring on your show, some people are uncomfortable without structure. So how, I know this is, uh, well, I'm a, ask you this question anyway <laughs> yeah so how, how do you deal with like somebody who comes into the show and feels uncomfortable without structure without structure well it's it's kind of how i do things yeah well actually it depends on the guest because my first two guests i actually i sent them an outline okay of you know some of the questions i was going to ask but it's because their their niche is structured like their mm. um their expertise is something that can be broken down and, and explained properly. So like, here's the tools for, so you can have your responses prepared, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, in a timely manner, because especially if they're passionate about what they do, you can go off on a tangent. Yeah. So, and then my third guest, I didn't, I, I didn't send them anything, <laughs> but that's because Hombo is a tattoo artist. Okay. And I'm, he, he talks about it himself. Like, um, He's more like I do things when when I have to do things when I want to. Mm. So it, he's more we're we're more in tune with that um, less struct having less structure. Gotcha. So I, I felt comfortable not sending him anything because I feel like somebody like that would be like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> like you almost be offended. Like, are you trying to give me a script? You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So even even with something like you, like I, I didn't I didn't send you anything. We kind of just on the fly, pretty much. Yeah, I get. It. I'm pretty comfortable with improv too. It's not improv either because um, I kind of knew more or less what I was going to talk about with you because I do have some questions and <laughs> about mm. about what you do and basically just uh, like since I know you personally, yeah, it's not like I just invited 
like I, I just met you online or something like hit you up on LinkedIn. Like I already know we can vibe and stuff like that. So I was like, no, I, that, here's another person who, you know, I don't really need to send you an outline or anything. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I mean, either, either or, um, I like being challenged anyway. So, um, I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. I don't like being challenged. Funny enough. Really? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So, uh, I, it it kind of goes counterintuitive with like me not gravitating towards something structured, but that's because when you have a structure and you face a challenge, some people can can crumble under that, yeah, and like freak out, and I'll I'll be afraid that like mm. if I do set up a structure and it doesn't happen the way I'm intending, I don't I don't think that I would shut down or like freak out and start making dumb decisions, but. I kind of just like to go based off of uh, like the, the feeling rather than a structure. Because if you don't have a plan A, plan B, like what's the point of the structure? So I just go, you know, no structure and plan A is to succeed and plan B is to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> so no no room for failure. Uh, yeah. Um, what's it? I think it's Eminem. Like, Success is the only option. Failure is not. <laughs> I see you took it to heart um, and like live by that, by that. And I think, uh, I think everyone should live by that. I, mean, I think that's a good mentality to have because, you know, success is what we aim for. But at the same time, failure does allow us to learn a lot. So like for this event that I'm, I'm going to have to run with Haley, a lot of things can go wrong, <laughs> a lot. So that is a fear of mine, but at the same time, I'm ready, you know, just to, to make, accept whatever comes that way. And like, just respond on the spot because I actually don't have a plan B. Like, if if it rains, yeah. <laughs> oh man, thing. if it rains, that's what happened the last event they tried to do. <laughs> yeah, is is it rained and uh, they had a bunch of stuff they were gonna give away and like, they had to like they they found another nonprofit organization. Yeah, to just give it to. So that, I guess it turned out okay, but yeah, the, the event was like planned and stuff. So a lot of the vendors and, and people who donated, like they're from the past yeah. events who they, they, they had already, like they had to cancel. Wow. Yeah, because of stupid weather. <laughs> the weather, man, it's just, you know, but it hasn't been raining a lot. It's just been really hot. So hopefully we just get the no rain and a good weather, good, yeah. good sun, good I weather. think that's why they're doing in the morning. But also, I mean, it hasn't been that hot. Like today I walked out of the where we work and there was a, it was windy. Yeah, they did, they, they were saying that August things are supposed to cool down, so thank God, dude, because mm. we were reaching a hundred, over a hundred, and yeah, heat exhaustion, dude. Just today, I was already exhausted. It's a hurricane season too. Oh, you're right. So they got all the um, stuff is brewing in the coast, so we get all that wind. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't get any hurricanes. Yeah, that wouldn't. We don't need another disaster, dude. Not At as, least not yet. Not yet. <laughs> You're going to be like Dwight, you know, he's like, oh, we need another, what was it? We need another pandemic. We have too many oh, people. Man. <laughs> I forgot. You called it, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think we need another plague or something like there that. There we go. <laughs> the plague, man. Yeah. Did you ever get the plague? Plague? <laughs> you uh, got COVID? Dude, I think I'm immune to it Um, because I'm not here to scare, but I, 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 <laughs> I didn't get like my shots, right? um because i was lazy not because i didn't want to mm -hmm. i was just lazy but um thankfully i haven't gotten sick um i always get tested you know whenever they, they ask me at work but i haven't gotten sick so thank my immune system i guess you probably just haven't been around like you haven't been exposed too much yeah um, i mean i work at fedex mm -hmm. um so maybe that has something to do with it well also you're maybe you've gotten it already and you didn't notice like asymptomatic because like you you are like your job requires you to be active like you're big into fitness yeah you know you, you take care of yourself you watch what you eat and that that helps a lot like you're out in the sun all day well not all day but you know you get sun like more than a lot of people yeah and uh i feel like that's something that i hear a lot of people um who are into like figuring out what's going on with covid that's one of the things they criticize the media about because they don't they don't do reports on like oh yeah if you take a 30 minute walk uh, you get the vitamin D from the sun and it'll it'll help out a lot and your immune system will have a better chance of fighting off the disease. That's Yeah, that's interesting because like I know Biden recently posted he got COVID again. Yeah. He has like, what, two boosters and all of that? Mm -hmm. So even, I'm not saying it's ineffective, but like, you know, you're still not safe. So. I mean, and he's really old. 
That's just true. So it just the immune system is probably giving up. It's trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. His dude. own immune system is like, hey man, we're tired, dude. Like I understand you're the president, but we're tired of I you. Mean, we're we're tired of just working. Yeah. That's how bad it is, dude. Not even the president's immune system trying to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get the message, dude. I think he's uh <laughs> He's like, whatever, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, I haven't got vaccinated either. I had it, man, not too long ago. <laughs> oh, that is true. You did. Yeah, it was It was fine, actually. The first day I tested negative, I was like, I was feeling symptoms, but I tested negative. Yeah. And then I tested the next day and I came out positive and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because I, it's weird. Like, I felt sick, but... It wasn't like a regular sick, dude. Like, I hear people talk about that, how it's not a regular, um, it's not a regular illness, like not, not like we're used to. So I just felt like that first day, it was just like a headache and tired. Like I felt like I had been working all day mm. and I was like, like exhaustion. Like, yeah, yeah. Exhaustion was the big thing. Was so it like, a mental or physical exhaustion? Both, man. Both. Wow. Yeah. Like you just feel tired. Like all I wanted to do was like lay down and like sleep. I drank so much cough syrup, dude. I felt like future. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I know I know what you're referencing. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude. But thankfully, uh, you it didn't it didn't last that long for you, right? Actually it, it kinda did. It lasted like a week and a half. Okay. Where I was still testing positive. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was fine. It was just that like a little bit of cough, like towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like it was just every once in a while, I still had the cough, but it, it gradually dissipated, and I finally tested negative. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So I beat it. <laughs> Let's go. Um, what what questions do you have about PR? Do you have like anything specific that you um you're curious about? How is it now that you're working in PR versus what you thought it would be like when you were at school? Yeah, that is that is interesting because. Even though I took all those PR courses, I still thought it was a lot like marketing, which is not. Marketing and public relations is two different things. But in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do a lot of, um, you know, selling in a sense, like selling an image, selling a brand. But public relations, now that I'm working in it, it's more about creating a story. It's more, it's more about making a connection with the people through a story. So like, for example, Miss Carter, she has her story. So what I've decided or my goal is like to make that story part of my story so I can like be passionate about it. And that way other people can feel that passion. But yeah, during school, that's what I thought it was. It was just mostly a way to um, obviously help a company grow, but through like marketing, not through a means through a story. So yeah, I feel like it's in a sense it is it it really is marketing, but I think it's like it's marketing through a personal level. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're pitching a business, you're not pitching a product, you're pitching the idea behind your business, behind your organization. So you're pitching a person. Yeah. So and it's not just a pitch, like it's more than that. It's like you're helping others see your vision for what you're trying to build, whether it be the company or the nonprofit organization or even just a personal brand. Yeah, no, I agree. So like um, it's, it's all about building the brand and like finding ways to do that. And I think that's the greatest challenge because public relations uses different tools to do that, whether that's like press releases, which I'm not a big fan of. I think people like journalists, they're, they're not going to read it. They have too much to do during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, um, networking. But like in a sense, you do have a point. It is marketing, but it's not marketing. It, it sounds really confusing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but marketing, it, it focuses more on like on selling, um, and that's and that's what differentiates public relations because you're trying to get free free press release or like free attention without like buying it, um, and trying to connect with people who can relate to your mission or purpose. Um, like the LS, L- ALS, I think that was, mm-hmm. was it L- ALS? The Ice Bucket Challenge? Yeah. That, that's a perfect example of like PR. Like, you know, it was a social media, that, that was one of the tools they used. But social media, they used 
uh, you know, they challenged hashtag ALS challenge. Yeah, ALS. Um, and it did really well because, you know, not many people knew about what ALS was. Did you know what it was before? Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, same here, right? No, I, I was actually thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, so the, the whole point of the challenge was to help people understand what it feels like to have that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you just, like, tense up, you know what I mean? Like You, can't you tried really... it? Did you try it? No, but, I mean, I can imagine. Now, like, we're going to get a bucket right now full of <laughs> ice and water. You got to. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll do that on the uh, on the Patreon episode. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm down for that. I'm, but you're going to have to try it. <laughs> It'll be on the, on the YouTube. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's really cool how they implement it, you know, so people can really feel it. And not just in that way, understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they garnished, I think it was, I don't know the exact amount, but it was over a hundred million to fund, um, the ALS and I got, and then we're still talking about it today. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what PR is, you know, just getting that attention from people and have people, uh, connect with it, you know, have, have people, uh, want to help, you know, because marketing would be, uh, oh, I'm just going to like, this is, this sounds like a good software, a good product. I'm just going to buy it. You know, yeah, they'll talk about how good it was, but it, they didn't have a connection, right? Because it was most mostly focused on a selling point. So uh, PR is focused on the people, the public. So um, that's the main difference. Yeah, and it's, it's the um, the networking part of it too. Like you said, um, no one's gonna read a press release, but you have somebody who knows somebody who works at ABC Thirteen. Yeah, and they're like uh, oh, and they they make they can make the introduction like hey. You know, here's here's my friend. He's he's doing this for X Y Z company. They're, this is their their mission. This is why they do it. You know, are you interested? And then of course, because it's somebody they know that they trust. Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, hook it up. Like, let's make that connection. And I think that's really cool. That that's that's what I'm learning as as I'm getting older and, and going through life. And mm -hmm. you know, people like to say it as a joke, or they they like to make fun of people who think like it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> It's not it's not all the way like that, but sometimes it is. Yeah, I agree. And networking is really important. Um, and I think learning how to network. So I think one of the most important things is uh, there's this phrase that says, "Don't don't dig don't dig for a well." I forgot how it goes exactly, but it's something like, "Don't dig a well when you're thirsty." Mm -hmm. So what that means is, dig it right now. So when you're thirsty, have the well, right? So bring that to your networking, right? Don't, whenever you need someone, don't just be like, Hey, I need you for this. No, make sure that you connect with them on a personal level. You know, you actually offer them value, not just like seeking value and taking them like a leech. So, and that's what public relations is most of the time as well. So. Yeah. I think, um, that's why it's, it's almost an art, like building genuine relationships with people. And, um, I think the saying is, uh, Dig the well before you get thirsty. Yes, something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh, you heard about it too, the uh the phrase? Yeah, I listened to uh I listened to another podcaster who's real big on um I'll put you on actually. Um he has a course on networking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh and I'll put that in the show notes too, so anybody else who wants to check that out. Mm. But um I'm big on on that too. That's one of the reasons I'm doing podcasting too, is because uh like how I'm trying to build my business, it's almost, I'm almost trying to do like the, the networking is part of my marketing. Through the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're doing that out of genuine, genuine place because, you know, you have genuine interest. It's not like, you know, you bring any type of guest. you bring people who, you know, are interested, you have a solid relationship with two. And I think that's important to mention because if not, then, you know, it'll be more like, uh, seeking people like how I mentioned earlier just for like their value but you provide value and that's awesome and I think that's like a key fundamental for anybody uh, and that's just like in the workspace just in life with family and friends you know that's something that you should strive for in my opinion yeah um I'm having issues right now with uh I want to reach out to people who like they have a following you know what I mean mm. but I'm thinking like you know I, how many people reach out to them like for an interview, how many people reach out to them just to 
just so they can say I interacted with them. You know what I mean? Got it. Like I, I need to find a way to, because I, I, I follow them because they offer value to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I follow their, their Instagram or their Facebook or their podcast. And it, it's so, it's kind of one of the difficulties I'm having right now is how do I reach out to them and, and let them know like, Hey, um, like I, it's not just because you have big numbers, you know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. because I find value in what you do. And I want to share that with people who might not know about you yet. Oh, this is so good. Okay. Look, you want to start off with not someone that has millions, millions, right? Start off with someone who has thousands. You're more likely to achieve, achieve, um, success and learn. So first thing you want to do, for example, Instagram, obviously follow them and make sure that you comment. Um, you know, you keep some sort of, um, some sort of interaction, even though they may not respond, but just comment and stay, um, stay present. Right. And then after some time has passed, right. You find a way to uh, offer them value. Right. And, and whenever you do a pitch, make sure that you get to the point, pitch it and say, this is what I offer. Right. Um, so that'll, that'll be the main goal. You know, like for me, whenever I'm reaching out to journalists first, I go on Twitter, I follow them and I'm always like, uh, replying to their tweets, um, checking out their stories, complimenting like, hey, this is a good story, you know? That right. way that they're, they're going to remember, oh, this guy, this guy. Mm-hmm. So whenever I do email them, they're like, okay, this guy, he's not just shooting me out of the, out of nowhere. You know, I'm going to give this guy a chance. So I think you apply that same principle into like what are your, whatever you're trying to do. Or if you really want to go extreme, I saw this uh, YouTuber, he wanted Gordon Ramsay to teach him how to cook. Right. So what he did was... He visited all his restaurants and like put it, posted a video on YouTube and tagged Gordon like, hey, you know, um, you know, and that drew a lot of attention. He got like a th- more than 500,000 views. So it's just all about, you know, finding a way to stand out, not just DMing them out of nowhere. Like, hey, I think you're interesting, you know, so yeah. just uh, build connections bit by bit or uh, show that you actually care about what they do, because that that's going to make you stand out. You know, this guy, he went to. Gordon's restaurants, he shows that he has some sort of care, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he took the time to to do that and even uh, promote his business. Yeah, exactly. See, so, boom, I, I love that you mentioned that. He offered value to Gordon by, like, doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. So just find creative ways or, like, find ways that, you know, shows that you're not just interested in gaining a following and that'll make you stand out. Yeah, I think uh, one mistake that... I think a lot of people make is they try to make small talk <laughs> with people that um that they want to to build that relationship with and I personally for me I, I don't know I, I'm not the expert here but I don't know that a lot of people want the small talk. Yeah, I think it's very American mm. <laughs> and it it has its places. It has its places but people are really busy and if, if they you got to be genuine. People can sense whenever you're just like doing small talk just to, just to get something out of them, right? So um, if you do do small talk, make sure that it's it's all about them, um, that, you, that you actually ask them like, hey, what do you do for a profession, you know? Um, right. But at the end of the day, always have something that you can offer, always. And I think that's going to get you ahead of the game. So learn something that can be beneficial to everyone. Like, for example, podcast, right? So like... Say you were doing creating small talk with someone. Oh, dude, I have a podcast. I would love to have you on. I think this is a great way for you to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So small talk is not for everyone, um, but it does has it does have its place in time, like networking events. Um, if you go to a networking event, you're gonna have to create small talk. So, but just out of the blue, um, no. yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it, like I said, there's a there's a time and place for it. Exactly. So like recently, I was. Uh, you know, going house to house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to be really strategic on how I was pitching this event. Um, most of the time, I was just knocking, but I just got straight to the point, telling them what value you got. They they could receive. So you know, just get to the point. Don't don't hesitate, um, but also don't you know uh, make it seem like you're desperate like <laughs> yeah, yeah don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah because then people are like you know you get a weird vibe off of people like that <laughs> yeah have you ever experienced that in, in your life or from friends or you know where they've created small talk just for um some sort of 
favor or like it doesn't even have to be big you know it's just like hey i need a favor but first before they ask that favor they were creating small talk yeah i've I've had people like um i've had people offer the small talk as the um (laughs) as the benefit to me (laughs) before the favor (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Uh, yeah so and how does that feel for you like does it feel like genuine or not not at all man In, in a sense because like i'm as much as i talk down about um about how I don't like small talk or offering small talk, I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it, it it did offer some value. But in the back of my mind, I knew like you know this person's only doing this because they need something from me right now. Yeah. And like if I were to if I were to call you just to make small talk, you know, I don't even know if you would answer. Absolutely. Like, would you Would you take the time of day? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it it sucks. And I think uh, everyone's pretty much good at sensing that kind of stuff yeah so it's, it's all about being really strategic honestly at the end of the day like um but um it, it shouldn't be manipulation you're supposed to actually be genuine like i'm talking to you right now i'm genuinely interested right and i'm, I'm not just here just because oh i need something right and another thing that's very important like whenever i do my small talk it's like i talk to these people like i've known them for years like I don't just come and say like, hey, how are you? Like I come and like, dude, did you see what happened? Like I, I always see how they're dressy and like if they look like they're into sports, be like, hey, dude, you saw what happened in the game last night, right? Right. Perfect example. I've never talked to this person before, but I jump in with like something you talk to with your friends about and automatically, dude, you created a comfortable environment and these people will open up more because, you know, they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So maybe that helps somebody or that helps you. Yeah, I think that's probably why we hit it off so well when we first met because I'm I'm not like I'm not that outgoing, but once I'm I'm comfortable with somebody, like I'll I'll open up, like you said. And so like you start out creating the comfortable environment, then I mean, yeah, like it it takes off and the relationship grows and now we're here. <laughs> yeah, and just so you know, guys, Stephen has one of the best humors. Dark humor, but he has a really good humor. <laughs> so, like, working with him, man, talking to him is, is amazing. Like, honestly, dude, that's why I always, like, visit you, but bother you where you're at work. Because, like, you know, it's it's fun. It's, 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 it's good to, like, have those mental breaks and just, like, laugh. And I think uh, he has good impressions, by the way. Um, he could do a lot of impressions. I don't know if you want to do one. Man, no, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, definitely, if anything, that, that's the key takeaway. Just make sure that you talk to people like you've known them for years and find something of common ground. And and then you'll be surprised with how many genuine connections you'll make because you're like, wow, this person's interesting. This person, um, you know, is is has uh, an awesome personality. Maybe you came with the mentality of, I need to connect with them just because of this, but then you'll stay because like, wow, I actually like this personality um and what they do what they represent so yeah maybe i'll do a i do another podcast or a couple episodes where i pretend to be somebody else and do an impression (laughs) (laughs) i think people would want to see that or want to hear that (laughs) yeah maybe i do it i do an interview with george bush or something oh my dude that'd be dope that'd be dope could you imagine dude if i if i land a um like a government official on my podcast and then the, the moment they show up and like pretending to be Obama, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that'd be so cool. Cause oh like, they'd be so thrown off, <laughs> dude, honestly. Cause like, you're like, and I have Obama here and then you start talking like Obama. <laughs> 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 Wait, that's actually him. That would be so cool, dude. That, that's actually a good idea, dude. I feel like they would just get up and leave. <laughs> nah. It's like, what is this crazy house, man? <laughs> what have I gotten into? <laughs> i think they'll want to stay just because they're intrigued like they're they're like this is interesting i want to see where it goes oh man just moderate pretend that i'm the moderator and like debate with them as obama <laughs> dude that that would be like content right yeah, there i think that that would be pretty cool man yeah so like real quick um does it these impressions do you practice them or they just come naturally dude no i just make fun of people <laughs> like uh it's happened to me a lot where i'm listening to to music or something and I try to make fun of the person singing, and then I try to sound how they sound, and but you, like you in a were, in a goofy way. Yeah. But then some people are like, "You actually sound really good." Like, that's you what should I'm do saying. a cover of that song, and I'm like, "Man, nah!" Like I'm trying to make fun of them right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny because like 
you, I remember you said that you were making fun of them, but it actually sounds like you were doing them justice by sounding exactly like them. Like I thought you were actually, you know, a fan of them or something. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, nah, I don't, I don't even know this song, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome though. That's really cool. A cool talent to have, I think. So, yeah, it's um, I need to learn how to monetize it. <laughs> I th- yeah, there's so many ways I think, dude, because you have the voice, like honestly, for podcasts or impressions. So. Use it at your will. Be very with great power comes great responsibility, sir. So yeah, if this um, if this podcast gets a hundred plays, I'll I'll do an episode <laughs> as as a character. So get a hundred. Tell your friends to listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, now I'm not gonna promote it. <laughs> right. Hey. Um, no, me. matter of fact, I'll create a YouTube channel. You don't have a ch- uh, channel yet, YouTube? Not yet. I have like the main one that you know that you use for like Google. Okay. That that that's the one I just use to follow people, and uh, I think I used it for school for some school projects that I needed to upload. Okay. But uh, as far as like my own content that I that I want to share, um, yeah, video editing is it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, some people love it though. Um, I mm. I'm, I I tried it and it's just like wow, it's just. Sometimes it gets really frustrating because you have so many clips, so many audios, and you have to like somehow make it all mesh, and that's when it gets frustrating. But other than that, it's cool once you see the project. Yeah, I just I just finished um, editing a, a multicam podcast. Oh gosh, dude, it it took me a long time. Like it took me way longer than I wanted it to, but that's because there was there was issues with some of the equipment, like the recording software, like because it was virtual. Yeah. So that some people kept getting cut off and stuff like that. So when they handed me the, when, when I received all the parts to the project, um, I told Kelsey, um, like, dude, you handed me a puzzle. <laughs> like, like here's like six pieces of audio. Like, <laughs> here's like three different separate video things. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to really sit down with this. <laughs> My gosh. That's why I'm a fan of the uh, every two week episode release because it just gives you time. To get everything and, up and running in order, and so they started implementing multicam into the podcast, or what? Um, I did. Oh, you? So you tortured yourself? Yeah, but the the quality of the of the video is, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, you'd just be looking at otherwise you'd just be looking at a split cam of people talking. Okay. So like, here's three separate screens and people talking, but now it's like the person talking like it focuses on their screen oh yeah that's awesome dude mm-hmm. that's actually awesome it's worth it then really worth yeah, it it really is yeah yeah it's definitely like that uh, i think you did that with the uh show with miss carter and dr viviana right um i couldn't do it on that one because the way the the, the way the screen was split oh, okay it, it i had to leave it like that but um part two of that one actually the one she couldn't make it to mm-hmm that one, it, I did the, the multicam. Okay, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And it, it looks really cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it adds more um, realness and just more engagement. So Yeah, because, I mean, it, it gets boring, like, watching two people. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, even, I don't know, for me, for podcasts, I, I don't really, like, I do listen to some that, that they have video, mm-hmm. but rarely do I, um, do I actually take the time to, to look at the screen. Yeah. Mainly because, like, for me, the big appeal about podcasting is, or listening to podcasts, is you can be doing anything. Like, I'll be doing laundry or, like, the dishes or even taking a shower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen on your commute. Like, you don't have to be watching anything. You receive all the uh, information. Yeah. Uh, auditorily. I agree, because, like, holding the screen is also tiring. And just hearing, you still get the information. So, I think it's another form of entertainment without having to be too engaged um the only downside of course would be if you're too busy cooking and the eggs are burning or whatever then you you can't completely focus on what they're saying you might miss some stuff yeah yeah but i think uh at least for me dude like i have different i listen to different types of podcasts Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm real big on uh i'm real big on music yeah so the podcast that i listen to about music i make sure that i'm not uh that i'm that i'm not doing anything else okay so um so i listen to one called dissect Mm-hmm. And that one, they they literally each episode, the guy takes a song from an album, yeah, and he'll break it down like, okay, so here's here's what the piano is doing, here's what the drums are doing, and then he'll break down the lyrics, 
So oh, this is I what he's you. saying. This is this is what this implies. Like this is a double entendre. Like this is he breaks down the wordplay. And that's awesome, dude. You appreciate mm-hmm. the song more after that, right? Yeah. Oh, big time, dude. Like there's artists that I love, man, and I listen to the music a whole lot differently now. Yeah. Know, now knowing exactly what they meant. Right. And uh so so that one I have to listen. I have to make sure like most of the time I listen to that one on my commute. Okay. And because like I use public transportation, so I just kind of sit there. Like, I don't have to drive either. Yeah. So I, I just kind of sit there, and I, I really I absorb everything. Yeah, full that, focus. Mm-hmm, yeah, so something like that. And then it, there's some that, that I just, like, like comedy podcasts. Now, that's something that if I miss something, it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like a, a, I'm listening to, like, for life advice or anything. I'm trying to listen to somebody make a stupid joke. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely on that, bro. So, yeah, I think. I'm just a, I'm just a huge fan of podcasting. Like I have I have it broken down. Like I have a system. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. I don't know if you've heard of Knox Hill. He breaks down a lot of rappers, um, but I love listening to him because <clears throat> after like he just knows so much. So mm-hmm. after listening to all of the breakdowns, I go back to the song. I'm like, wow, this is what they meant. So I'm on you with that. You know. Yeah, Knox Hill. I got to check that out because uh, uh, the only one I listen to like that is uh, is Dissect. Yeah, and. Man, and that guy's like a, he's an English major and oh shoot stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so so he's he's all over the linguistics. Like this is a rhyme right here. The you know you were talking about the entendres, triple entendre. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So one of my favorite ones is a, he broke down um, a Mac Miller's song. Uh, what is it called? Self care. Oh, self care is amazing. And you know the whole song, almost every single bar, there's a reference to some sort of movement. Wow, really? And and on forms of of transportation. So like the hook is I switched the time zones. Yeah. But what do I know? I spend the nights hitchhiking, where will I go? I could fly home with my eyes closed. Like so so there's hitchhiking, there's there's I can fly home. Wow, so all those references. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all tr- it's all about moving. It's all about movement. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like I'd never noticed it. But once it's pointed out, like I can't unhear it. I was pointing it out to my wife the other day and she was like, that's so cool. <laughs> like, do you think the artist like does that on purpose? They too? do, man. They, they do. do. Um, that's a, uh, another level of genius. Dude, I thought I was crazy, dude. Yeah. Because even before I discovered that podcast, like I would I would break down songs like that just on my own. Yeah. And I would be like, OK, so there's a reoccurring theme here. Like this is so in depth. And then I would I would try to explain it to other people who listen to music casually. Yeah. And they would just be like, ah, you're reading too much into it. <laughs> like, nah, that I don't think that's what it is. Like, it's just a it's just a song, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, I, I know there's more to it. And then I, I like discovering that that podcast and other people who who break down music like that because I know like I'm not crazy. Like these there's it's an art form to this. Like it's not just you know what blows my mind? People who listen to music but don't pay attention to the lyrics i'm one of them sometimes man i mean not that not that there's anything wrong with that but at least the way i am like if i hear a song that i like i'm gonna go back and listen to it later and like dissect it like break Mm -hmm. it down like i want to know everything (laughs) yeah and uh what's the best time to dissect it because the reason sometimes i just listen to music without without um dissecting is because i'm driving i can't just be like looking at the lyrics and sometimes it's hard to dissect while you're driving or Mm -hmm. Say I'm doing something. So when do you dissect music? Um, I mainly just uh when I listen, um, I I I take screenshots sometimes if yeah. I haven't heard the song before. Yeah, I take a screenshot and then uh sometimes I'll just I'll just play it again because mm. I I never I don't like binging a song. I've never been that person to have a song on repeat. Mm-hmm. Like I hear it one time, and I'll be like, okay, cool. Like I move on to the next, and then. What happens is, you know, the algorithms nowadays, they like they'll just add that song to your to your playlist, and like now it's in the rotation because you played it a couple times. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just pay it like I I try to pay attention uh, to different parts as I as I go along. So and any music, any song that I like, I've already spent like years listening to it. So it it's not that I sit down. And like with a notepad and, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, what chords are they playing here? You know, how, how does it transition? Like, no, like it's it just over time as I listen. Yeah. And uh, I get familiar with it over time. Gotcha. That's, that's interesting. And, you know, I've, before I forget, I just wish that 
artists would break down their music so that fans can enjoy it more. Like, because they know what they're trying to say. Um, and obviously, we could come up with our own interpretation, but it would be pretty cool. So, like, Mac Miller, rest in peace, right? Mm -hmm. But whenever he would make his music, if he could actually confirm that that's what he was trying to go for and, like, what each verse meant, that would be so cool. Yeah, well, what it is is um, they a lot of artists even in my opinion as well is uh the best art the best uh lyrical content is the type that you can um you can make it your own so it's open to interpretation mm, okay. so they sometimes they do like they, they'll go on interviews and, and they'll break down the song you know they say oh yeah this is what i meant you know or somebody will ask them like what do you mean by that lyric and, and they'll break it down mm -hmm. But in my opinion, some of the best music that's out there, some of the best songwriters are the ones that write lyrics that you can interpret however you want. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree that 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 makes it more personal to someone. Right. So that they could take a different feeling. So mm -hmm. I guess everyone who listens to a song will have a different way of yeah. feeling and like perceiving it. Right. Yeah. And then uh, it, it becomes amazing when you go to a concert. Because thousands of people there and they're singing the same words, but every single person has is associating that with a different emotion, a different circumstance. Wow, that but, is crazy. But we're united in this melody, in this phrasing of words. Yeah, that is so crazy, dude. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> dude, yeah, like I'm telling you, man, um, music to me is like, I like to say I see God in music. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had... Um, I had a pastor, used to be a pastor at, at my church. Um, he used to say um, he was into math. And he, he said the same thing about math. He's like, I see God in numbers. I see God in math. Because of the like equations and just endless possibilities there is with numbers. Like the concept of infinity. Like how you can go in any direction. you know, Forever. One, two, three, four. Or negative one, negative two, negative three. And in any direction, you can <laughs> never stop. It never stops. Yeah, that, that is, I guess you can see God in many things, I guess. But yeah, infinity always breaks my head because, uh, you know, we're so finite. I'm like, when does it end? <laughs> like universe, like when yeah. does it end? And like the fact that we can continue to create new music, it, it, it really is endless. Yeah. And, and it breaks my brain that there's only eight notes in a scale. Right, dude. That is awesome. <laughs> That's insane. There's only like X amount of scales that we can actually play. And yeah. it, it's like, wow. <laughs> the only thing that I have, um, like Latin music, they always use the same beat. And that's the only thing that I just like, I have, I get tired of. Well, it depends what, what type of Latin music. Yeah. Because I know uh, I was having a conversation with somebody like reggaeton, that's the same, that's the same beat. Always, yeah. Always, but if you listen to something like like salsa, yeah, you're like, right. That, that that gets pretty intricate. Uh, I like how they use the instruments as a uh, percussion, almost as part of the beat. Mm -hmm. So like the piano won't won't be like a do 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 do. Like it, it'll be more like dun dun dun. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it, it's more like a percussive. Yeah, and I like that because you know reggaeton. I love it. It has a special place in my heart. But it, every song, you know, it's just like same beat and i'm like dang i'm just tired of hearing the same beat yeah like, i need something new um so yeah salsa definitely has a different more intricate take like you said so i mean i, I jump around i think we both appreciate different types of music too so that's that's always good i think the only type of music i may not like let me see no i actually learned to love every type of music because i used to hate rock but now i love rock mm -hmm. so i think i learned i don't think i've ever hated any type of music yeah, I just uh, I just learned to uh, like I grew to appreciate different types because um, I grew up like my my grandpa was a musician and uh, he taught the accordion. So he, he played a lot of like like polkas and tejano. Mm -hmm. So I, I grew up until like, man, like five, six, seven, eight years old. Like that. That's what that's what that's all it was. Yeah. And like, of course, like growing up Hispanic household, like it was like Selena and yeah. and artists like that. And now your son Julian and, loves Selena. Yeah, right. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, we turn into our parents. <laughs> that is, oh shoot, that's another topic, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I remember uh, one time, I don't know if it was my birthday or, or just because, like my grandpa gave me a little boombox, like a little portable radio. Mm -hmm. You put batteries in and I was like, all right, cool. 
and I was just flipping through the stations <laughs> and like I like I didn't have no taste in music, you know? Yeah. I knew what I knew, but like I, I I wouldn't say that that like I I was passionate about that. Yeah. But like I, I knew music was cool. Like that's something that like I didn't appreciate anything to the extent that I do now mm-hmm. as a kid, but I, I knew like there that it was something special. So I was excited, you know, I got my own little my own little boombox. You I still remember, have it? Nah. Ah. Oh. But uh, actually it might still be somewhere. Um, I, I might be able to find it <laughs> but um i remember that that first night i had it i was in my room just just chilling going through the station and my mind was open to like all the different possibilities of of music i stop at a station and i hear slick rick oh sure <laughs> talking about once upon a time not long ago and i was like oh what is this <laughs> and like i was like okay so this is really cool <laughs> And uh, from there, I, I was just like, okay, like bring it on. Like, what else? What else kind of music is there? So I've I've never I've never been able to say like, oh, like I don't like this type of music or that type of music. But mm-hmm. what I do what I do say is like, you know, I haven't grown to appreciate it that much yet. Yeah, I think we could end it right here, man. Any anything you want to plug your Instagram or anything? I, I guess I would do Instagram because uh, the other social medias I'm not as big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I. Literally is Ariel Cruz, and then just a, instead of you, just put underscore, and then that's that's my Instagram. So you'll be able to find me. Yeah, I'll I'll put it. I'll put the links too. Awesome, awesome. Well, Stephen, honestly, thank you for this, uh, for having me. Oh uh, no, man, I appreciate you coming through. You came a long way. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> bro. I think I think we had a lot of conversations, a lot of topics mm-hmm. that um are are pretty interesting, and we could actually branch off into like different topics. Dude, yeah, definitely, definitely not the last time you're gonna be on. All right, man. Thank you again. And uh, check out Steven as well, guys. I, I love this dude and his podcast. All right. Peace. Peace. Man, I'm telling you, that was such a fun conversation. Definitely we'll be having him back on. Definitely we'll be having every single one of my past guests back on. But anyway, hey, I want to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts on the show, your biggest takeaways, your favorite guests. If there's a topic you think you would like to hear me discuss with somebody, let me know. If you've got a guest suggestion, I'll take those too. If not, the least you can do is hit that follow button and an honest rating on whatever podcast platform you use would be greatly appreciated. There's a link to Ariel's Instagram down in the description. If you want to hit him up and let him know you heard him on the show, I know he'll appreciate it. Links to all of my stuff is also in the description. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. I appreciate you and we'll talk next time.